Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. See, the enemy comes in and says, you failed. You've blown it again. God won't accept you. Those of you that aren't believers yet, well, you can't come to God. Forget it. You'll never make it. That's all lies. Once you come to God, nothing will ever separate you from the love of God. God's powerful. His thoughts for you are positive. He wants to see you succeed. Don't waste your time trying to think, how in the world am I going to accomplish what God has set for me? He's already working his plan out. Relax. The scriptures say that the devil's only desires are to steal, kill, and destroy. Whatever it is, no matter how enticing it may appear, if it isn't from God, it has Satan's steal, kill, destroy motivation behind it. Anything he can do to keep you separated from God's best for your life, he will do. Pastor Mark is teaching about the importance of being sure you're playing on the correct team. After that, you need to begin reading from your new playbook, the Bible. Then God will give you all the strength you need to resist the devil, and God will change your thinking so you'll become less interested in what Satan's selling. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 as he continues his message, Think Great Thoughts. God is. You see, God's word is our ultimate guide of truth and practice. The Bible doesn't tell us everything we want to know, but it does tell us everything we need to know. Turn to James chapter 4 quickly. James chapter 4. You'll see where it is, right near the end of the Bible. Now, when you read verse 13, I want you to think what this man or woman is thinking about. James 14. James. Chapter 4, look at verse 13. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, we'll spend a year there, we'll carry on business, and we'll make money. To be honest, it looks pretty good. Somebody's planned some things out. But notice, this person is thinking and dwelling on thoughts that are really not ultimately true. Notice they're thinking they're going to live tomorrow. And then they're going to live for a long time. And then they're thinking that they're in charge of their business. And notice they're going to make money. Really? In this economy? Well, what is wrong with verse 13? Here's what's wrong with verse 13. There's no God in it. This is man making plans. Now, making plans is very good. You don't make plans, you're planning to fail. We have to make plans. But this man is making plans with God not in it. He thinks he's going to live tomorrow, and he's going to live for a long time. No, no. His life's extent is not in his hands, it's in God's hands. 
So what is going to be the response of this wrong thinking? Maybe that's you today. You're making all these plans and God isn't in your plan at all. Careful. That's terrible thinking. Now, watch. He thinks he's ruling his own life. But look at verse 14 says, look at why you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. Is that true? Yes, it is. 9-11, the day before. Anybody have a clue? We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Then he says this. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Hello, 100 years from now. You'll be gone. Where will you be? And here's the solution. Verse 15 is filled with God. Instead, you ought to say, you ought to plan, you ought to have, if it's the Lord's will, then we will live and do this or that. Here's the truth I want you to write. No one lives successfully without God. Nobody. I don't care who you are. Satan has lied to this person that they can live independent of God. They cannot. One day there was a rich man, and he had barns filled with everything. And he said to himself, he's putting the thought in his mind, well, what am I going to do? Hmm, I'm going to build bigger barns. Not a bad thing to do. So he did it. He wasn't concerned about giving it, using it. He didn't consult God. And then at the end, there's a little word that God says, you fool. Before tomorrow, your soul will be required of you. <laughs> Lost it all. See, you can't live successfully without God. It wasn't desi- you weren't designed to do that. And the only way that we can really live is ask what God wants in our life. I mean, you're going to see in a moment, God wants good things. See, notice this person is thinking about their future like it's guaranteed. Satan lies to us about tomorrow. God is always speaking about today. Because that's the only day I really have. So I want you to write this. It's a good, absolute truth. Plan for tomorrow. But live today. You know what? If you're a huge planner, I am. I have to be careful that I'm not always planning and not living today. Not enjoying today. So this person's planning, but they're not enjoying But they're planning without God. Wrong way of thinking. You know, one day a father came to Jesus. And he had a demon-possessed son. He had brought that demon-possessed son to the disciples. And they failed to cast the demon out. So he came to Jesus. And basically he says to Jesus, Your disciples failed. Can you do anything? Let me read to you Mark chapter 9. What do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. And I love the response of the father. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help my, help me overcome my unbelief. You see, those are both, even though they're kind of diverse, those are both real, honest, truthful thoughts. Jesus, I do believe you can heal my son. But somehow in that belief, there's a mixture of doubtful thoughts. Help me in my unbelief. You see, 
If you and I are going to think truthful thoughts, it starts from the inside. I can look like I'm truthful in all kinds of things outwardly. But the Bible says judgment begins in the house of the Lord. If you're here this morning and you're really not real inside, it doesn't matter what you're thinking. You've got to ask God to get you real inside. Quit pretending you're something. Remember the song, The Great Pretender? You're miserable. And I love this guy. Pastor Dave talked about faith. I love this father. He says this, I do believe, I really do, but I have a little doubt still left. Don't make fun of that. Every single one of us believe that way. And he was honest enough. And what did Jesus do? Cast the demon out. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for honesty. If you're not real inside, get real. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do that. And all these people, forget about the people. God already knows who you are. You get real this morning. Because it's a miserable life trying to be somebody you're not. This guy isn't trying to produce anything for anybody. He's just being honest. I love the way he did it. Now, I want you to look at me, and I'm going to ask you a question this morning. The title of today's teaching is this. Think great thoughts. God is. What is God thinking about you right now? Right now, what is God thinking about you? Now, if we take a survey at our campuses, some of you would say, Pastor Mark, I, you know, I don't think God's thinking about me at all as an individual. Come on, there's like seven plus billion people. How could he be thinking about me? Others of you are thinking, well, to be honest, God's angry at me. I know what I did. He knows what I did. Some of you are saying God's disappointed in me. I failed and I told him I wouldn't and I did. Some are even thinking right now this morning that God's punishing you for where you're at. But what is the truth? Where is God? Does God even think about us? And if he does, what is he thinking? I want you to turn to Luke chapter 12 in your Bibles. Luke chapter 12. And I want you to understand the greatness of our God. When you have your homework and you do your homework this week in Psalm 139, you will see amazing things. As you get to Luke chapter 12, scoot on down to verse 6. Look what this says. Jesus is speaking. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them, oh, I love this, is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are numbered. And then Jesus says this, don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Here's the truth I want you to write down. And write it with belief this morning. Truth, God hasn't forgotten you. Some of you maybe this week have said, God, where are you? You forgot. No, he hasn't forgotten you. He knows you, and he values you personally. He values you more than sparrows. Why? Because sparrows don't have a soul. They don't have a spirit. You see, my worth does not come in who I am and what I do. My worth comes because God lives in me. 
Your identity is not you and your businesses and your money and your homes and your car. Your identity is that you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Don't ever put your identity in you. You'll fail. I have worth because Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. Now notice something. Not only has he not forgotten us. He says the very hairs on your head are numbered. Now for some of you, God doesn't take long. <laughs> One, two. Now for some of you, here's a personal peeve. Those of you that are trying to save your hair, and you got this hair and it flops back over here, this one strand. Cut the sucker off and be bald, would you? <laughs> Jesus, help us. I hope I didn't offend you, but I'll help you cut it off. So cut that sucker right off. How many agree with that right now? See, that, that's truth. That's truth. No, I'm just kidding. But notice something else he says. Notice something else he says. Don't be anxious. Well, why shouldn't I be anxious? Because God's thinking of me right now. In the very circumstance I'm in, in the result I got from the doctor this week, in the husband or wife that walked out the door this week, in the pink slip that came, he hasn't forgotten you. You're worth more than a ton of sparrows. Your homework, let me read it, part of it, Psalm 139. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. That's amazing. You see, God wants you to live without fear and worry. He's thinking about you all the time. How do I know, Jeremiah 29? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in future. See, one day, God and Moses were talking. God said to Moses, I'm sending you to Egypt. That's my plan for you. And Moses said, uh, God, you got the wrong guy. You remember 40 years ago I tried that. God said, I know. That didn't eliminate my plan for you. I still have a plan for you to prosper you, not to harm you, and to give you hope in the future. And Moses basically was saying, well, how can I do it? If I go to the people, what am I supposed to say? And God makes this amazing statement. Listen, he says this. Moses, you just tell them, the I am sent you. What does I am mean? God says this. I am all that's necessary as any occasion arises. God says to Moses, the plan I have for you includes, it's not about you, Moses. It's about me, the great I am. And whatever you're getting ready to face, I'm already on it. I'm already there. Together, we're going to do it. I have great thoughts for you, Moses. Now get your thinking in line with my thinking. One day, Paul said to the Romans, nothing, nobody, no circumstance, Roman Christians can ever separate you from the love of God. See, the enemy comes in and says, you failed. You've blown it again. God won't accept you. Those of you that aren't believers yet, well, you can't come to God. Forget it. You'll never make it. That's all lies. Once you come to God, nothing will ever separate you from the love of God. 
God's powerful. His thoughts for you are positive. He wants to see you succeed. Don't waste your time trying to think, how in the world am I going to accomplish what God has set for me? He's already working his plan out. Relax. It's not about you. It's the great I am that's with you. Here's the truth I want you to write down. God is thinking about the awesome plans he has for you. They're awesome. They're fantastic. You see, he has a purpose for you. He has a plan for every single... I'm Pastor Mark, I'm not Moses. No kidding. But you're an individual. He has a plan for you. And he wants to encourage you to use those gifts to expand the kingdom of God. It's not about this world. Understand that everybody you're sitting around today, I want you to grab this thought. Every person you're sitting around here this morning will in 100 years be gone. In one of two places. In my neighborhood, it's the same. Except for maybe the smallest children. That's why I'm here. And you're going to see in a moment, God thinks. Psalm 37 says this, The Lord directs the steps of the godly, and he delights in every detail of their lives. Here's the truth. I've learned this is one of the most exciting truths. God delights in leading you step by step, in leading me step by step. I had one of those experiences on the plane coming back from Dubai. We flew from India to Dubai, and then from Dubai, 14 hours later, back to the U.S. While I was on this 14-hour flight, the seating and economy where we were was three, three, and three. I was in the middle section, and I had an outside row, and there was an empty seat next to me, and then a man over here. Thank you for praying. An empty seat in economy on a 14-hour flight is worth a million dollars. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> well, as we began to talk, he said, you know, it's strange because I, was this, I didn't reserve this seat. I reserved the seat in front of you, but somehow they changed me. And I'm like, hmm. I didn't say a thing. And we began talking. And I discovered he, he was an American, but he worked in uh, one of the Arab countries. Had like a four or five year contract. He'd been there for quite a while. So we just talked about different things. I told him I was in India as a pastor. And I was over there teaching at a seminary for the Indian students. And whatever, boom, boom, boom. And he says, well, that's interesting. He says, you know, my dad was a Southern Baptist missionary from the United States. And we lived in South America for a long time. Oh, wow, that's cool. He said, I learned the language. You did all this stuff. So we just, we just kind of talked and stuff. And I was just waiting. And I was trying to sense where he was. Well, for the next 10 hours, as you know, after you take some time, you got to sleep a little bit and read and whatever. And thank God I can sleep on the plane. And so I was just sleeping there and uh, he was doing whatever. And, and I, I, God woke me up and I began thinking, you know, what? I, I, need to, I need to ask this guy some things. So I prayed for an opening. So just before uh, we landed about an hour and a half, he took his headphones off and I woke up and I just said to him, hey, tell me something. How do you keep your spiritual walk healthy in an Arab country because you're there like nine months out of the year. How in the world do you keep your spiritual walk healthy? I said, is there like a Christian church there? He said, oh yeah, in this Arab country, there's Christian churches. They're cool. There's a number of them. You can go and there's no problem at all. And I said, really? Wow. Do you go to one? He said, no. And see, what I'd been sensing was this. As I suspected, his name was Mike. Mike hadn't been walking with God for a long 
time. He's a good guy. He's just totally backslidden. With all that history, I don't know whether he ever raised his family, his kids are older now, any kind of principles from this. But see, now a good moral guy, and it was all about the business and the world and the money and retirement and frequent flyer miles and boom, 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 boom. And I said to him, Mike, God's been thinking about you. And he said, that, that's why I'm sitting here. Because God loves you. And he wants you to come back to him. And I said, that sea change was not a coincidence. God has been thinking about you. He's not angry at you. He's disappointed. But he'll take you back in a heartbeat. And I said, Mike, you know this because you served God a long time in the past. He can't do life successfully without him. So I'm asking you to begin thinking about your walk. I gave him my card, told him I'd pray for him. And I said, Mike, you need to simply come back to God. He's been thinking great thoughts about you. And I said, it's the right thing to do. And he says, I I know it's the right thing to do. Well, how could I say to Mike that God had been thinking about him? Because of this verse. Take a look. Second Peter chapter 3 says this, The Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What's the truth? God's will is that no person perishes. You see, Mike is valuable to God. He just wants him to come back. He needed a word of encouragement. You know, I could have sat there and our temptation would be, what is wrong with you? Man, what kind of bringing you have? What, what are you doing to God? What's wrong with you? No, no, no. Just like Jesus. I learned to try to be like Jesus. The woman at the well, Jesus said, what are you doing? Five husbands, what is wrong with you? And we said, in fact, the person you're lying to right now, you lie. He didn't say that. He said, you want to get your life straight? Yeah. Well, let me tell you how. Follow me. You see, God's will For all 7 billion people, it's for them to come to a knowledge of God. That's why he sent Jesus to die for them. I learned a fact in India while I was there. I want you to get your arms around this one. Every single day in India, there's 70,000 new babies born. Every single day. Pastor Mark, we have a church of 10,000. Really? That gives me great warmth. You see, what chance do those 70,000 have unless we share the gospel at the seminary? That's why I go. So those kids that are going to lay their life down will go out. And they'll be around those kids. That's why you're here. Come on, let's get our priorities back where they should be this morning. It's about the lost in a million ways that we do things. Oh, we don't forget our family. We don't forget our business. But guys, let's get back to the priority of the church. Sharing the good news with the world. Today, Pastor Mark taught about some truths that while they might make you feel uncomfortable in their finality, they needed to be said. 
In all that is being taught, it's important to remember that God must come first in all the things you do or want to do with your life. Your life on this earth is only a tiny speck of dust compared to eternity. The choices you make now determine where you will spend that eternity. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. This concludes the teaching, Think Great Thoughts. God is. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin the message, Godly Thoughts in Action. Continuing the theme of working to make your thinking godly and aligning your actions with that thinking, he will teach about the necessity of putting what you've learned into action, becoming conformed to God rather than remaining a pawn of the world system. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team, your lessons for living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. May God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.